Welcome back to another episode of the IC Pixels podcast. This is David. This is Anthony. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I want to say in our last episode, we said we would come back with another episode in a timely manner. And here we are. Here we are. Promises on time kept. as usual. Promises kept. Something, something. I heard. Whose thing is that? Oh, wait, never mind. All right. <laughs> I just remember whose uh, saying that was. Um, yes, we did that. So, um, um, since our last episode, a few things have happened that we wanted to talk about. So, um, I think it was actually the, the same week of our last episode, there was a big outage where Facebook was out for like half the day. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then of course, Adobe max happened. I missed a large portion of it because of other things I had going on, but I plan to go back and watch some of it. So we're going to talk about that and we'll probably talk about some other things along the way. So let's get started. <laughs> Is that our new intro? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? So tune in if you enjoy this and remember to click the like button. Click hit that little bell in the corner of your podcast. Oh, I guess they don't have that. Never mind. But um yeah, so what's first on our docket? Um, so the Facebook outage thing. I thought so. I try not to, and we've talked about this before, I try not to be on social media all day. Like, I might, like, be watching something, and I'm like, oh, what's this person's Instagram? And I go look it up. And that's kind of what happened that day, is, like, someone mentioned somebody's Instagram, and I went to Instagram just just to see if it, just to check out their page. Mm -hmm. It didn't come up, so I just assumed that, oh, they must have said it wrong, so I didn't worry about it. I didn't, I'm not on Twitter all the time. Actually, I recently deleted the Twitter app off my phone, because I don't really use it. But um, when the outage happened, I honestly didn't know until later in the day after I had finished what I was working on. Then, like, I heard something on the news talking about the outage. Yeah. But I did. I was not even aware, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just means, like, I'm, I'm detached, which is fine. Because yeah. I know a lot of people are heavily attached to Facebook. I, I think I feel like I noticed it. Because I, mean, I remember I was like, ah, trying to refresh or whatever. I mean, but there's so many different social medias out there nowadays. It's like, you just go to another one. Because yeah. I remember trying to, like, refresh. You know, it's like, ah, I can't click click on link in bio. What am I going to do? You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I I didn't know. Um, I didn't really notice until I, I think I was listening to the radio or something like that. Or I saw on Twitter people talking about it. I was like, what? I was actually down. I mean, I don't even be on Facebook like that, so. Yeah, Facebook going out didn't. I probably wouldn't have known for a long period of time. Uh, Instagram going out, I noticed, but it wasn't. Yeah. I just thought it was loading slow because Instagram. Yeah, I was like, that. oh, something's wrong with my Wi-Fi. I, yeah. I blame my Wi-Fi first before I. Instagram was kind of you know janky anyway, so I don't know. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Something interesting though, I was um, I was actually listening to the radio and they're talking about it. I think it was like when it came back, but um, since Facebook also owns WhatsApp, it was like more so internet. I mean, I feel like in the U.S. people were just complaining like, oh, I can't get access to my thing or whatever. But in like other countries, like especially like developing countries, um, it's a they, more serious issue. Yeah, like WhatsApp is serious because like and like the Facebook pages, like the business pages, because I was they're talking about somewhere and it was like the 
whole business was on Facebook business. And then they used WhatsApp to like, they were doing some kind of delivery and they used WhatsApp to get the address to deliver. So it's like, it shut their whole thing down completely, mm-hmm. which is like, wow. <laughs> Things you don't realize. And we're sitting over here complaining about, you know, whatever. I mean, but you know, over here, I'm sure it affected businesses that had like ads been going out and, you know, all kinds of, I'm sure there was people running around panicking. What? I yeah, I think it's so like in the, the the business the way I do business and things like that, it had no impact because I don't I don't I'm not dependent upon Facebook or Instagram for customer interaction or for money or anything or for advertising. I could I got we you know we do advertise on Facebook and Instagram sometimes, but not much. So mm-hmm. it didn't matter to us. But I could see where if you're heavily dependent or you like you're a social media person that just posts stuff on social media all day that's your job then it's like what am i gonna do Mm. so um i think for me the well there wasn't really much of a takeaway for me at all i was just like hmm, i wonder how i would be able because there's some websites that i use like facebook to sign in because it's just easy um and i was like hmm, i wonder how i would get into that website now or can i well i guess i have my email address so i could do something there but it's like the major there was no hurdle for me it didn't it didn't affect me really that much if it had been out for like multiple days then maybe but just a little bit of time uh, not a big deal yeah but i mean it it does come up with the question of you know like what do you do when uh you know nowadays when there are so many small businesses people selling all kinds of stuff on the internet. Like, when you're tied to one platform in that kind of way. Which, I mean, I guess is part of the whole beef with Facebook that a lot of people have is that they own too many things. So it's like, you think you're good because you're on WhatsApp, or you think you're good because you're on Instagram, but it's like, they're all owned by Facebook, or Meta. Something else to talk about, but um, they're all (laughs) all owned by Meta, so it's like, what are you going to do? Because I guess all their, all their stuff is running off of one uh, desktop. <laughs> Windows 95. Or yeah, something. it's like, how, how is this, you're all, you're, how is one company, all of their stuff going to go down? Like, like, come on, something that big, you would think that wouldn't happen, right? I would think, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of theories about why it happened related to that whistleblower and all that other type of stuff. So I think, I mean, for it just to go out like that seems very highly suspicious to me, but I, I agree with like everything being tied to one place. But I think as a, like a business owner or someone who relies on these platforms, I think it's important to not have all your eggs, as they say, in one basket. Yeah. Um, so if you're dependent on like Facebook analytics and all their market segmentation, all that type of stuff is very useful because you can really get to know who's interacting with your stuff. But um, I know I've seen a lot of companies that will. Like once they find out that I'm a customer, they'll find me on Facebook and try and friend me and then they'll find me on LinkedIn or they'll find me. They'll go and try and find me on other platforms and, and connect with me. And I think that's a smart thing to do. But it's also smart to just kind of. If you can get without being all spammy, but if you can get the person's email or some other method of contacting them, then you, you can interact with them in other ways, you know, mail something to them, 
email them, text them, all that type of stuff. And then you're not so trapped in the uh, in the social media, you know, thing, because let's say for some reason, you know, Facebook gets canceled or something like that. Then does that mean your business completely goes away? Because I'm sure there's people out there that would still love to potentially interact with you or whatever. But yeah, they don't know how because you didn't give them any options. You just said, holler at me on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, I think part of it goes back to, you know, I think a lot of people have moved away from it just because of it's easier to access these things. But like the importance of having your own website, owning your own, you know, you know, to a certain degree, because, of course, you know, the server could go down, whatever that could, that happens. This is, you know, this is the world yeah. we live in. Something like that could happen. Sure. But they seem to have a better hold on that kind of stuff than like Facebook. But, yeah, it's important to have your own domain, have your own website and everything that's, you know, so that everything is not end all be all on social media platform, if at all possible. Yeah, that's so that, something I've encouraged a lot of people to do is to get your own if you can. But yeah. on the Even other hand, you're not do anything with it <laughs> yeah there's definitely some people that i've talked to where it's like it's hard to justify them getting their own website because it's like you're barely doing anything and so you might as well just put all this stuff like literally just make a facebook page and run everything through that because there's no reason for you to have the standalone as long as facebook is working but the minute it goes down then you're like oh crap i should have gotten i should own my own mm-hmm. but i think this goes to a longer larger kind of discussion about like ownership and stuff like that because yeah you could be okay and do fine you know financially and everything not owning anything but yeah it's useful to own something because somebody like you you may be running your business on facebook or something like that and it gets popular and then someone just buys your domain name up or buys you know they they can uh buy the domain name that would be applicable to your business or something like that and now you're just like you're on Facebook, but then people try and search for you and they find that website. That's something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, I don't know. I think that you should definitely focus on like, it's, it's a good idea to be able to start up quickly and get things going at a low mm-hmm. cost without a lot of work. And that's yeah. where Facebook and Instagram shopping and all that type of stuff is awesome. Yeah. But it's also good to, at the same time, make sure you have something that you own and you can control directly so that should things go wrong, you, you can, you're master yeah. of your own domain. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'll give an example. I'm kind of, so, you know, kind of shameless plug, but I, de- I made a new design. It's in our shop, aliemuffin.threatless.com. Um, and I went, I, I mean, I haven't, um, design is up. But because we're using Threatless, we don't actually, we're not, uh, I guess, I guess we would call that a drop shipper or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not actually holding the product. But because of that, I don't have control over, I ordered a sample, I haven't gotten it yet. But, you know, it's like, I don't control what's going on with it. I can only sell there. Versus if I bought a bunch of t-shirts, then I can really push that anywhere I can put on Etsy. I can throw it, you know, I can put it in my trunk. You know, I can do whatever I want, you know, with it, which gives you more control of the actual product. And because of this new design that came up, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But it's like, what is the best way for me to present this? Is putting it on Threatless the best? I mean, I'm going to, it's going to be there. But should I also 
buy some of these shirts in bulk, even if it's from them or somebody else, and then be able to control that myself. That way I'm not so tied to that one place. Because I've put shirts on Etsy before. I've sold that, and they sold all of them. It's fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I, I controlled it. I know with my wife, uh, we designed some hoodies and some shirts. They looked nice in the mock-up on Threadless, but when she actually ordered them, they weren't that great. Because you know, you know how mm. you can choose like what kind of products to apply it to. Some of their products yeah. are just are not that great, and like the the printing wasn't that great. Like I've ordered a shirt from somebody, and you can see an outline of where they did the screen print and stuff like that. Oh, and. So not from Threadless, from somebody else. You're not helping our shop right now. Yeah, I won't name names, <laughs> but I think that's the important part is you got to look at yeah, the quality, quality control and things like that, because you're, you could be putting out something that, you know, like literally some of the shirts that we sell or some of the shirts that some people sell, I've seen, they've never, they don't have any. They literally just sell. They don't actually physically yeah. have never seen the product that they sell. And that, I think that's, can be negative because you don't like you said quality control you don't know what you're putting out there so having some level of control is definitely better than yeah. just like hey look at this picture good luck yeah and we have bought some of the stuff in our shop i've i've you know yeah quality and everything yeah i've bought some of this stuff but it is a you know it is a thing of you know i should probably get some of these in bulk if i really want to move them so that i can put them in multiple places and i have more control over how it are being sold and you know not everybody has threatless not everybody has that see i've ran into that um you know it's there's all kinds of things that you have to think about so just you know, yeah, not not putting all of your having all of your stuff in one place, the eggs in the basket thing is a perfect analogy for that. I'm glad somebody came up with that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I mean, I'm glad it's back up. Well, I'm I'm sure a lot of people are glad it's back up, but um, and of course, like I, some of these things, I feel like they're too big to fail. Like Facebook is too big to fail. Oh Google yeah, they too ain't big to fail. Unless you know, of course, there's some tragic world-changing event that causes it to fail. So, I wouldn't say like this is a situation where you need to panic and go run off and do something, change everything you're doing. But if you're strictly on Facebook, strictly on Instagram, something like that, then it, it makes sense to diversify and at least get your own website. Because I mean, I think the same thing applies to like people who. Uh, like YouTube people and things like that, where it's like, all I have is a YouTube channel and I just post stuff here, but I don't have any other streams of income or anything like that. Then it's like, well, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Adobe Max was like a week or two ago. Um, Mm -hmm. I I was I was in a several long long meetings at work, so I was not able to attend all the conferences. But um, one thing I wanted to bring up: ever since Adobe has moved to like the whole Creative Cloud thing, it's convenient because you know you pay once and you have access to all these different applications, and they're updating and changing things and stuff like that, which is great. But I've yeah. noticed that like my Photoshop, because mainly I use Photoshop and Illustrator. I do use Premiere and After Effects and some other stuff too, but um, Photoshop, Illustrator, Premiere are the ones I've noticed issues with. Mm -hmm. I had a lot more bugs where like the other day I tried to open Illustrator and I couldn't create any text. Like I I could click to create a text box 
and start typing, but nothing would show up or it was like invisible. I couldn't select it. It was all kinds of crazy errors I've had. Whereas at least it, to me, it seemed like in the past, I didn't have any of these issues. Like if I was just doing basic yeah. stuff, everything would just work. But now it's like I'll have random issues. And then recently, I want to say like a month or two ago, I actually upgraded to the latest version of Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Basically, nothing was going yeah. on. I, I couldn't. Uh, there was something wrong with fonts or something, and text weren't, weren't working. So I had to roll back to like a 2020 version of Photoshop before things started working again. And that's the part wow. that, um, on one hand, is cool because they're constantly releasing new features, like their normal features and all these cloud based things, which is awesome. But a lot of them are, at least for the most of the work I do, I don't need them. And then I'm having issues just getting basic functionality to work, which is kind of annoying. So I don't know. I did enjoy the conferences I attended at Adobe Max, and it was uh, interesting to learn about all the new features and stuff that they're doing in terms of 3D mm-hmm. and animation and, and all that type of stuff. And AI, because they had the, I saw one one cool thing I thought was interesting was they had the thing where it'll auto colorize a photo. So you give it a black and white mm-hmm. picture, it'll use the AI and look at it, see what it is, and then colorize it. And, you know, they used it on, like, a landscape, and it did pretty good. But I'm curious oh. how it would work, like, on a picture, or even more on a picture of a black person. So I got to try that. I was <laughs> I was just about to make a joke about that. But. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff is based on what you feed it. Yeah? Like, is it going to be whitewashing us, brother? I don't know if it would whitewash you, but it's probably just... I got to try it, because I have several black and white pictures of various people i don't know what like these are people like i know but they're really really old pictures so they're literally black and white pictures but i'm just curious what's going to happen when it tries to colorize it is it just gonna go off the off the rails and pick something random or what's going to happen so i gotta try it and see what happens but i think uh what i was saying is like these ais are the product of what you feed them so if you feed it a bunch of pictures you got to make sure you're feeding it a diverse group of pictures because it's basically it's based on it's machine learning. It learns what color things should be based on pictures it's seen, and then it is able to figure that out and colorize the picture you give it. But I want to test it because I I think there's a lot. Of, we haven't really talked about this much, but like you know, you've heard about like how Tesla's auto driving thing doesn't really work that great for sensing black people crossing the road in front of it, things like that. I think there's a lot of bias in technology, but I think it's mainly because the builders aren't considering are thinking things. about themselves <laughs> yeah i don't think they're literally trying they're not to, so trying to be racist but they're you know there's not diversity in the builders and or the developers and the developers are just like well yeah it's a person he's white yeah just some kind of yeah which i mean yeah never mind <laughs> and for further thought that i was like never mind but yeah Surely some of the people, developers, have some little more, even if they're not black, surely they have a little more melanin. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I'm curious. At least, I'll say this. Most of the places I've worked as a software developer, very little diversity. Usually I'm I'm the only yeah. black person. Many times I'm the only person of color, of any sort of color. Red, yellow, black, mm-hmm. and white. Every once in a while, there'll be maybe people from India or one of the Asian countries or somewhere like that. They'd be dark sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying like 
is is oh. not well, I'm just saying, why that I'm working on a <laughs> they didn't team that. that's like yeah. actually diverse in terms of not mostly white. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah, and you're DC, which you would think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I imagine if I go somewhere else, yeah. it would probably be even worse. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's hey, teach your kids how to code or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, what it. sessions did you attend, or did you attend sessions? I was. I started watching one on storytelling with video um, by this lady that I forgot her name, but she has dreads and she's black, and I forgot her name, but she was teaching how to tell a story with. Adobe something or other, and this is very comprehensive uh, information I'm sharing that you should be able to <laughs> look up and find exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, but yeah, I started watching her video on just how to tell a story with video and everything and putting things together. I didn't finish that one. I was watching some of their feature stuff and they're just talking to different artists, like they're talking to like a comic book art, a black comic book artist. Um, there was a kid that actually has Down syndrome that has, um, there was an artist that was actually inspiring. Um, somebody else, um, that one had subtitles and I was like halfway listening while I was trying to work. So I didn't really know what was going on with that, but his art looked mm-hmm. cool. Um, and then, uh, then there was a concert and I saw that, <laughs> but I, I, I tended to go back and watch more of the sessions because there's some, definitely some things I'm interested in, like learning more about Adobe XD um, just, you know, some refreshers on what I can do in Photoshop since I'm sure I'm way behind on that in Illustrator. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I intend to go back to those. And there's there's a couple of things I would like to learn how to do, like, you know, because I guess what I was watching, it's, I guess it's a quicker way to, um, I forget what it's, which one was that? Adobe something. But I guess it's a quicker way to edit video or put videos together than using Premiere oh, Pro. Adobe Rush. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, my Cause yeah, uses this, Premiere Pro is like Premiere uh, Pro is I like <laughs> it better than Rush. Rush is okay. My wife uses it a lot for social media stuff. Because if you're doing video for social media, then it's perfect for that. Yeah, if you're doing something simple, yeah. But it has some limitations because I guess I it's like if you're used to being able to you know do whatever you want and add as many filters and layers and transitions and all kinds of cool stuff as you want, then you get in Rush and you're like, oh, where's all the stuff? So it's like using Adobe. Um, um, it's like going from Photoshop to Adobe to Spark paint. or something like that. Because yeah. you're, like you I, can do something. We're trying to use Adobe Spark at work, and it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I use Spark a little bit. It's so I think a lot of the like Spark Rush, a lot of those are kind of competing with Canva, I guess. Um, yeah, and they'll make they can make some nice stuff because i see i see a lot of stuff that gets generated out of canva and spark and stuff like that my wife uses spark as well great but i think if you're like a professional user you know you you know what you're doing then you you may end up being disappointed because you don't have the level of control and flexibility that you would in the you know in photoshop or in premiere pro or in after effects so yeah yeah, Spark was annoying. It was like, man, I can't do nothing. Yeah, it was. So when I used it, it was probably maybe three or four years ago. It's been a while, um, and it was convenient because you could it would generate things in the exact sizes you needed for various platforms and things like that. But then I was like, well, let me. I don't like this font. Let me change the font, or let me change the font color, or let me change the shadow, or whatever. 
and that was annoying and complex to do or it was just not possible in some cases and so yeah. I was like here I get I told my wife yeah you could probably use this because it's gonna generally do what you need to do but no nah, it's not gonna work for me so I haven't touched it since yeah. but I, I I think I need to like you said it's good to stay up to date on what the new features are because some of these tools have grown and changed and things like that like um I have Lightroom on my desktop and I I, don't know, I use it every once in a while but I got it on my phone and I actually started using it significantly more on my phone like editing stuff for for Instagram or whatever and so I'm actually actually know Lightroom on my phone better than I know it on the computer because I I rarely use it on the computer I've never used it on my phone. Actually. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's interesting. I used it for a while. Recently, I uninstalled it because my phone is tripping. But um, it's got it's it's better than, of course, like doing just editing your photo in Instagram. But for most of the stuff, most things that I would do, the filters and editing in Instagram is good enough. Mm. If I'm gonna do, if yeah. I'm like really trying to relight a picture and change everything then i'm not gonna do that for my phone like i don't know i'm the type of person that's like certain stuff i'm not gonna do on my phone like my wife will edit video on her phone and stuff like that no it's not me oh no i get irritated <laughs> it's too small i can't you know it's just ugh. hands start hurting yeah, yeah I I, I, if i want it good then no i'm not gonna do it there so it's i don't know i think it's just a matter of personal preference and how you prefer to work and the phone is definitely not the yeah. place I'm trying to do. Well, I think again, in the, the age of people being on devices all the time, like my kids are perfectly comfortable doing stuff like that on the phone. My wife is more comfortable yeah. doing stuff like that on the phone. Whereas me, I'm used to, cause I'm so much older yeah. than them. Uh, I, I'm used <laughs> to using a computer and I like the idea of having a mouse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially if you want to be precise yeah. about things, which I know for me, it's like I want to be, you know, get details. And you sitting there trying to tap to move the thing over slightly and you can't get it. You know, it's like, man, it's like you're trying to rewind on a longer video mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't because it's like I can't rewind that short. It, it's annoying. Yep. So. But you got you to gotta find your way. But no, I'm interested. I'm going to check that out. Um, I say that every year. But. Yeah, I didn't. So uh, to be honest, I haven't logged back into Adobe Max since it ended. I don't know if the stuff is still available. I need to. I think so. But, yeah, they said it was, I think it's for like oh, okay. a couple of months. So I think so. the thing is like it's it's easy to get distracted with other stuff. And I was listening to a book yeah. the other day. It's a book about listening. It's talking about how basically they don't. You know, companies are fighting for your attention all the time, and so they don't even want your full attention. They don't care. They just want some attention, yeah. and I don't know why I brought this up. Or just turn it on and ignore it. Yeah, so, it. <laughs> like, it's easy to get distracted by this stuff. So while I'm working, like, today I was watching this Will Smith thing about the best shape of my life, but, yeah, it's not really that important to me. It's just something to watch, whereas instead I should probably log into Adobe Max and watch that Adobe Max stuff because that's actually relevant. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. That would be useful. Yeah, just to watch it. I mean, and I can, you know, I can technically get – Paid to watch it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it on my sprint. Watch Adobe Max. Learn education, you know. 
I can get, you know, <laughs> not that I need to do that, but yeah, I can, you know, maybe that will help me actually do it if I give myself the assignment mm-hmm. to do it. Of course, of course, with the last stuff that I did that with, I didn't do it. So <laughs> I started, um, I bought some courses to learn some stuff and I, I started watching it. I still have the, uh, the window open, but, um, I have not. Uh, <laughs> I bought some courses. I've not been back to it. They were on sale for like a dollar, and I bought a bunch of courses like on responsive design and mobile design and stuff like that. Never watched them, yeah. and I get emails from the company like every week about whatever new courses they get they have. But yeah, it's. I don't know. I find it tough to sit through like a course on something that I'm not going to use anytime soon, especially if it's long. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much a hands-on yeah. learner, which is frustrating. I mean, it keep, in some ways, it keeps you from being able to grow, I guess, because it's like, yeah, but you won't actually learn anything until mm-hmm. you need it. So you don't even know what's possible, which is, you know, you know, you can imagine how that, you know, that could that can hinder you versus, you know, finding a discipline to just learn stuff. But I, I guess at this point, I'm just so used to like, if I need something, I'll go Google it, figure out how to do it, and then I learn something cool. Yeah, I feel like I'm. Versus, let me just learn this new thing that I may not need. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll sometimes, like, so I watch, like, the Photoshop training channel. Well, sometimes I watch it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm like, you know how Neo in The Matrix, he needed to learn karate or something, and then he was like, I know karate. I'm kind of like that same way yeah. where. <clears throat> I'll get the knowledge when I need it. But yeah. if you just say, hey, go learn some stuff, yeah. I'm probably not going to learn some stuff. Yeah. I mean, and that goes into challenging yourself. You may need to, like, find different projects yeah. to work on or create new things for yourself to work on. That way you can go figure that out. Because, yeah, I'm, I've definitely cha- had an idea for something and changed my mind on doing it because I didn't know how mm-hmm. to do that thing. <laughs> or I found a workaround or, you know, sometimes I didn't know how to do it. Sometimes I didn't feel like doing it. But either way, I didn't do whatever I was going to do initially because I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> one reason or another. So it's like, you know, maybe it's creating a, you know, finding some way, new way to challenge yourself so you can learn things. Because, yeah, I'm not just going to sit there and watch a bunch of courses. I mean, I, I so I try to do that. I don't care. Like, so. <laughs> or I get frustrated because it's too right like remedial so what i try to do sometimes when i'm starting a new project i try and make things look different because i definitely have noticed that sometimes people come to me and they want the same design that i did before or something they've seen before but i don't want to do the same design because then i'm just the guy that does that one design and that's lame and i never lo- learn or grow and expand so i'll try and do something different and that generally forces me to go on youtube and find out how to do it like i was doing a I had to do a funeral program. I just finished it up this morning for someone. And, you know, it's easy to just do the classic um, slap a picture of them on the front page and then just do all the inside pages with some collages of the pictures and stuff like that. So I was going to go that route because I know I can knock that out in a couple hours and be done. And the people will be happy mm. and all that type of stuff. But it's better to try and I try and at least say, oh, well, let me try to do this other little thing differently here. Or let me try and find a way to use this particular picture that they want to use instead of using some other picture or whatever. So I try and find challenges like that where I can. And sometimes mm-hmm. it ends up where the customer just wants the the old thing 
they want that old thing back. And so I end up having to do the same old design. But in the process, I will at least try to do something different so that, um, you know, well, I tried and, you know, I learned something along the way and the customer didn't like it, but I don't care. I learned something. And so I got paid and I learned something and they got what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot how we got on that subject, but that was it. That was useful. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that brings us to the end of another episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We hope you all had a, a good Halloween or whatever other holidays passed. Happy Veterans Day. Um, definitely check out our shop. Like Anthony said, we got a new shirt out there you can buy. Um, mm-hmm. It's what it is. I can describe it for the visual learners. Uh, I mean, audio. Well, whatever. Basically, I have a painting and I merged uh, painting and some design elements and made something new. So I'm going to, it's first of that series and I'll probably do it with some other paintings just to see where I can go with it. But I don't know. I think it looks, mm-hmm. I think it looks pretty cool. So if you support black businesses or black women, mm-hmm. um, I'm not a black woman, but there's yeah, one on the shirt. If you don't shirt. want to punch down on us, then uh, shop, go to our shop and buy one. I'm not a black woman, but I live with one. So you're supporting, supporting black me. Women. There you go. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Uh, our shop again is at threadless.com or just go to alienmuffin.com and you'll see a link that says shop. So go shop. Christmas is coming up. You need something nice to wear to Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving. Or just to go go out and walk around with a mask on, go to the shop, buy something. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of hoodies, uh, Champion is having a 40% off sale right now. Yeah, and if you use discount code uh, Alien Muffin or IC Pixels, you will not get anything (laughs) off because they are not a sponsor. Nope, nothing at all. Nope, not yet, not yet. This is our opportunity. But yeah, you say you weren't doing it.